Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. Are you still listening? Good. Take a deep breath. You needed a break. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. So, yes, you can literally stream a stream. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation. This episode of All I Want for Christmas is This Podcast is brought to you by the TV Guide Podcast Network and Survivor Brothers, the ultimate unofficial podcast. Join TV Guide Survivor superfans Fox Van Allen and Lance Cartelli every week as they dig deep into season 39 of the hit CBS competition reality show, Survivor. You'll get interviews with your favorite Survivor castaways, strategy deep dives, unique insights, and more. It is the perfect way to keep up with Survivor 39, Island of the Idols. So subscribe to Survivor Brothers, the ultimate unofficial podcast from TV Guide now, wherever you stream your podcasts. Season's greetings and welcome to TV Guide's All I Want for Christmas is this podcast. I'm your host, Julia Lechner, and I am jingle bell rocking into your podcast feed every Tuesday and Thursday this holiday season to break down the must-watch seasonal films you need to see this year. Today, I am joined by fellow TV Guide contributor, Joelle Ryan, and we are talking about Lifetime's new holiday movie, Radio Christmas. Welcome to the show, Joelle. I am happy to be here. Thank you for having me, Julia. And you actually selected which movie we will be watching, because as many people know, there are dozens coming out weekly. Uh, Radio Christmas, what spoke to you about this one? I think a couple of things. I think uh, radio. I was kind of intrigued by the fact that uh, kind of bringing old media into it. Uh, and as it turned out, we'll, as we'll discuss, it's actually very podcasty. So it's actually, this is the perfect movie for you to be looking at, Julia. This one. is a podcast yeah. plug. Absolutely. I'll give you guys a little summary of Radio Christmas. When her Philadelphia radio station is closed for repairs during the holidays, DJ Kara Porter, played by Keisha Knight-Pulliam from The Cosby Show, is forced to broadcast from the small town of Bethlehem. Desperate to increase her numbers and get promoted outside of Radio Christmas, a year-round Christmas station, Kara seeks to uncover the identity of the town's secret Santa, an anonymous benefactor that saved all of Bethlehem's Christmas festivities. Along the way, she discovers the true meaning of family, community, love, and of course, Christmas. That's a beautiful, a beautiful idea for a movie. And I, they had me at Philadelphia, personally. I'm a South Jersey uh, native by heart. So when I heard Philly radio station, I was excited <laughs> to watch this one. But as you mentioned, it does kind of talk a little bit about podcasting as well. Yes, it, it, it is a, um, I believe, as all these good holiday movies are, it, it, prevents, it presents the fantasy version. And so this is very much the fantasy version of podcasting and radio. Um, for those of you who have uh, not worked in podcasting or radio, it often doesn't involve large, well-art-directed studios or um, radio stations. If we can discuss the opening premise is that the, uh, she has to go from Philadelphia to Bethlehem because her radio station has a building fire. has like blown up or something. And, <laughs> yeah. and, and in, in Philadelphia, in a large metropolitan city, has like been disabled for an entire month. Like they will not be able to broadcast from there, even though we know that people broadcast in wartime, but apparently it was a large fire and there are no other facilities in the big city of Philadelphia. So she must go an hour and a half outside of Philadelphia to Bethlehem. Yes. Um, the technical aspects of the movie are probably the parts I had the most notes for, uh, along with the geography of Pennsylvania, which we'll get to later in the show. <laughs> um, but yeah, you see from the get-go a beautiful glass skyscraper. Oh. And in every um, glass box office, which is in no way soundproofed, um, everyone is 
having their own satellite radio station, um, one of which is this Christmas station. Again, does not look friendly on the engineer side for recording this big glass cube. There's less glass here today, Julia, than than I was expecting. I'll just say that. (laughs) Based on that, again, it's just a very glamorous look at, just like when we see a journalist movie or an ad exec, this is the the dream version of a podcast studio. Um, And because of some sort of studio fire, yes, she does get sent to Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, um, because she needs a recording space. Again, little engineering notes. She needs to go to another radio station to broadcast from. However, throughout the film, we see her recording from her laptop. On her laptop. without a mic. <laughs> yes, yes, she does. The, their inability to both work remotely and not work remotely is just, it's some sort of space-time continuum going on because she has to go physically to Bethlehem. They send all of their, their broadcasters to other cities, so she gets dispatched to Bethlehem even though she's working remotely on a laptop, as you said, without a mic. And um, they also, which also is endearing in this film, is they don't have Slack or any other sort of like uh, communication app because they all talk on phones. Yes. Which is is adorable. Yeah. It's less exciting, I guess, to see people type out their messages to their boss, but they just have to, yeah, make phone calls. Again, she is sent to stay in an inn in Bethlehem, even though it's an hour outside of Philly, hour and a half tops. Um, But she has to go live there so she can broadcast from this cute old radio station. Right. She's an hour outside of Philadelphia, but she has, it's it's if they sent her to the North Pole. She has to be embedded in this town. Um, And that's when she meets Scott, who is a cute lawyer. Um, I loved his introduction because he he's a, a very, you know, handsome man, but he's also a, a figure in the community and he takes on many different roles. So he has a weekly radio show um, answering people's questions about law. And I loved that the one call in they do is a guy asking for fender bender advice. And then Scott like recognizes the guy and says something like, oh, hey, Arnie, let's offline this and I'll come talk to you about it later this week. And then he ends his radio show. So. His radio show is him, like, not answering the question for all the yeah. listeners. Yeah. That's that's how they do it in Bethlehem. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a very small town feel. Um, which, which and, by the way, Bethlehem is a city of 75,000. So that's another in... But in but in this world, it's a very small town. Yeah. Well, while we're spitting Bethlehem facts, one thing that comes up way later in the movie, but I'll, I'll put it out for those PA people, is Scott said the way he ended up living in Bethlehem is one time his car broke down while he was driving to Pittsburgh, and he broke down in Harrisburg, right next to Bethlehem. And that's why he decided to move there. And I said, excuse me, sir, Bethlehem and Harrisburg are an hour and a half away from each other. Are you kidding? They're not next door. I didn't even see. See, as someone... I can't. I honestly can't believe they didn't Google that before. Yeah. But but I will I've say, I've been to Harrisburg and see, I know what's going on. <laughs> not being not being uh, conversant in Philadelphia or Pennsylvania geography, they they had me at that. Yeah, there were some so. geography issues, and also minorly, while we're on the Bethlehem, you know, rant. They changed the year it was founded. They do this little play about the history of Bethlehem, and it's not correct. And they could have just easily had the correct information. I think Julia, it's Bethlehem Earth too. So it's it's not. The Bethlehem of our world. Yeah. It's it's a it's, fictionalized. It's the lifetime Bethlehem. Yeah. So little little facts that, again, would affect, you said 75,000 people live there. The 75,000 people who live there would probably take issue with this film. To all of you, maybe you also know those Bethlehem facts. Hats off to you. Um, so she moves to this town, and she's living in an inn, and she's getting to know this handsome lawyer um, who has an adorable daughter, I don't want to play favorites of the season, but one of the one of the MVPs of the season for child performances. Oh, I 
In my, maybe you disagree, but no, very, no, she, no, she's it. But I, I'm impressed that that she ranks so high on your list. Yeah, she does a great job. A little ten year old daughter, Andy, who has kind of been doing a sleepless in Seattle thing, where, <laughs> where she writes to Karen says. I want my dad to find love. And then Kara just so happens to go to the town where they live. Absolutely. This movie has a total sleepless in Seattle vibe going on. Um, just one real quick thing. You had mentioned uh, she's a standout child actor performance and the uh, connection with Keisha Knight-Pulliam being a former child actor of The Cosby Show herself. Nice. That's a nice thing. Absolutely. Yeah. So we get to see that in this movie. This little girl is writing that she wants her dad to find somebody it's shocking. Mean, maybe he just hasn't been open for love. It's shocking he hasn't. Let's be frank. This guy's a 10 out of 10 in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania or anywhere. Yeah, it's 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 puzzling to the. Yeah, it's puzzling as to why he's single. What other issues are going on? Because he really is. I, I think it's Michael Xavier is the actor. Yes. And and he's the, I think he's the standout in the movie. It's a, it's a very good performance for this. And he's just he's really He's got it all going on. He's a lawyer. His daughter's cute. He helps the community. His house is impeccable and wonderfully decorated. Dude, that <laughs> guy goes all out. He is like, yes, he is a single dad, and uh, and he is spending his, you know, I think off hours, like, you know, reading Martha Stewart Living and, yeah. you know, decorating that house. <laughs> this is straight out of a catalog. Um, and Yeah, it's a set deck, strong movie. Everything looks beautiful in this movie. The inn, the Bethlehem radio station, his house. He frames ornaments hanging in ribbon Thank from you. the wall. Yes, he does. And he says, like, I'm a single dad and I'm busy all the time. And I said, Sir, you've been on Pinterest. He's, he's, yeah, he's very crafty, Julia. That's why he's busy. Yeah, he I, is crafting when he between his radio station and you know. I know who they're making these movies for, uh, and it's me because I turned to my husband during it and said, "I just want to spend more time in that guy's house and see the other rooms. It's a really pretty house." Like, yeah, I, I believe that uh, Kara did not spend enough time complimenting the house. Yeah, and, we could have just had more scenes in the house. And he is so perfect that that she comes across. There's there's one scene in particular. She's going like she's trying to like get a reaction from him or something, like trying to get his eye. And it's like, dude, he he's so perfect. He I'm just guessing he's not into you. Like I like you would think like a normal person would just go like this guy's. I don't know. He must just not be into me. But not her. She thinks there's an issue. And of course, being this uh, holiday romance movies, she's right. Yeah, early in he's a little flirty, but then gets colder when he finds out you know what her job is and that she's only in town for a little bit of time, which I get because he does he does have a daughter and he's trying to make sure that someone who he ends up with is going to stick around. Um, but I got to hand it to our girl Keisha. I loved that. Um, we she's kind of like making eyes with him throughout the movie which i really liked her she has really big facial expressions and it's kind of just like looking at him and flirting throughout and like letting him know she's interested um which a lot of these movies are just two people not communicating well so at least in this i'm like she has expressed interest in you (laughs) she knows what she wants and i would agree (laughs) and i would also say this movie flips the switch on a couple of the tropes in that one she is pursuing him Mm-hmm. And um, there's not really, there's a little bit of the miscommunication that you would have in these movies, but it's it's dealt with. They they solve what the miscommunication issue was pretty quickly, and then there's still other conflict, but it doesn't uh, it doesn't linger. It doesn't become the big impetus. And she also, I would say, uh, it flips the switch on her uh, Christmas spirit. 
She has it. She is not the heroine who has to find Christmas spirit in Bethlehem. She's already a pretty pleasant person who enjoys Christmas. Yeah, and she's trying to get her a promotion at her radio studio. She is pitching a new podcast about hometown heroes that she's very excited about. And I did appreciate, these are minor characters, but her boss and co-worker are both women in leadership roles who are supportive to her and to her advancing her career. So there isn't that trope of just the boss is down on me. The boss doesn't want to help me out. The boss wants her to pitch new content. So I liked that they just made like a really nice environment where it's like women of color in leadership roles and they're empowering her to move ahead in her career. It felt very modern and in touch. I must say she is a she is a little hesitant to pitch that podcast idea. Like like it feels like something bad would happen like if they didn't like her idea. Like they almost take the pitching idea a little too seriously. Like I feel like it's OK if they don't like your idea. You could just come up with another one. Yeah. Yeah, she she seems a little hesitant early in to bring it up, but then luckily gains confidence throughout. And once she goes to Bethlehem, seems to f- feel like she fits right in finally and is not a place where she's comfortable and feels like home. And we'll get more into that. We're going to take one quick break, and we'll be right back after this. Should you ever set foot outside of the motel, you will be shot. Don't miss the new Showtime limited series based on the international bestseller. For the last four years, I've been a prisoner. Why are they keeping you here? Starring Emmy Award winner Ewan McGregor. This is the brave new world that you dreamt of. Be very careful. You are still a prisoner here. Everything in this new world comes at cost. This is still my country. A Gentleman in Moscow. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. Only with the Paramount Plus with Showtime plan. And we are back. We are talking Lifetime's Radio Christmas. So as we said, you know, Keisha is getting more involved in the town of Bethlehem. She gets to know a local innkeeper who, it turns out, acted alongside Gene Kelly back in the day. Um, did we need to know that? Not really. No. Uh- <laughs> Actually, that that was one of my notes when I realized it's like, that we were talking uh, Belinda Montgomery, the actress uh, who... I'm guessing maybe uh, she was Dookie Hauser's mom in Dookie Hauser. So yes. you might remember her from that. And she's great in this. And uh, she serves a lot of uh, hot beverages, probably assuming hot, choco- hot cocoa or chocolate to Keisha, who stays at her inn. Um, she is, don't you think for an innkeeper, she's almost a little bit too much in Keisha's business? Like, if you yes. stayed at that inn, like, dude, like, can I just have breakfast here? It's like, you're literally just like, Give me my space. Yeah, she kind of moves it along because Keisha doesn't have a friend close by. So the innkeeper has to do a lot of, what do you think of this person? What are you thinking about today? And and touching base quite a bit. Also, just an actress note, I've noticed that anyone this woman talks to, she holds onto their arm. She goes and gets really cozy and like grabs onto their arm, um, which I guess was just a choice of showing emotion in a scene. Um, but she's very familiar uh, considering that the Kara, the DJ, is is new to town and a customer. Yes, <laughs> essentially. But yes, and to the larger point, there is a reveal that she was a film actress who co-starred with Gene Kelly, which we actually turned out we didn't really need to know. No, that never really comes up again. Um, and she ends up getting coupled up with the, the old gentleman, Warren, who runs the radio station, which, you know, I thought was a really cute character. Early in, when we're introduced to him, we get the sense that he's not supposed to climb on chairs or boxes. And, and Scott, uh, the handsome fella, keeps saying, like, don't climb up there. Let me know if you need help. Don't climb up high to do things. You know, you're getting older. And they really, like, hit that home a few times early in. So, of course, my husband said at one point, this old man's going to fall down at some point in this movie. <laughs> and then he never did. Why did they keep saying, be careful? And then I don't want to wish payoff in a movie that causes someone harm. But I thought it was going to lead up to him 
falling down at some point. Maybe there's a left out <laughs> scene where it ties in the fact that Belinda Montgomery's an actress and maybe he falls on her in a set or something. Yeah. And it's just, it was left on the cutting She has to floor. nurse him back to health. But yeah, there were a few little instances, nothing major that like influenced the plot, but little things where I thought, yeah, we didn't really need to hear that because then nothing ever happened. <laughs> nothing ever came of that. Um, so we get to see everyone getting to know each other better and Keisha's falling for Scott and letting him know with her eyes. Um, and she also loves his little daughter, Andy, who is cute. Again, one of my my MVP kids of the year. And Andy is playing everyone like a game of chess in this movie because <laughs> she wants those two to couple up. And she has a few little emotional moments where she's in tears and needs to be comforted. But she uses those moments to manipulate the adults around her to come together, which is genius. <laughs> um, so I really liked I thought that was cute, but she very much seemed like. I'm a daddy's girl and I can get him to, you know, because ultimately in the end, she manipulates the the playlist and gets um, an interview that Scott did not plan to do where he admits he's the secret Santa and the benefactor in the town to Kara. And he does not want that interview to be aired. But his daughter puts that interview on the air without his permission. That is because she has learned the art of podcasting. Yes, she has learned to click and drag the interview into that playlist and she She, did it on purpose she too one day can work in a cube of glass yes (laughs) so she uh is kind of like moving everyone around in this movie to make sure that her dad gets a girlfriend and uh it works good for her um we also see a resurgence again for those who are watching the many lifetime originals this season joelle i don't know how many you've streamed so far winter storm megan is back again that's right, ladies and gentlemen. We've seen Winter Storm Megan in movies before. This is a commonality throughout Lifetime movies. Uh, you probably heard our podcast with Melissa Joan Hart talking about Christmas reservations. Winter Storm Megan is there. No Time for Christmas with Kyla Pratt. Winter Storm Megan is there. And that it is, is back. <laughs> that is awesome. There, I, I See, this is my first one of the season because, like, as of Saturday, it was still 90 in Los Angeles. Yes. <laughs> um, so Winter Storm Megan, there, there, so there is a lifetime holiday movie universe. Yes. So like the Avengers. Um, Excellent. Winter Storm Megan is the commonality throughout all of these movies. Everyone is at one point trying to get to that Christmas pageant or trying to get to that event. But Winter Storm Megan is ruining it. Um, we do not know the death toll or the extent of damage from Winter Storm Megan. We just know that it's affected a huge part of the country. I haven't made a map with little red strings on it yet, but you know, it's hit Pennsylvania, Vermont, at least the Eastern Seaboard. Wow. It's everywhere. You know, they might be able to do a follow up, just like a massive, like for a February release of just like you know the, the more serious, like Winter Storm Megan, the death toll. Yeah. Just really get into it and let us know what's going on. Um, So, yeah, we don't know. We know it's a big deal and it keeps people from places, but then also is easily cleaned up the next day and everyone's able to make it to the play or the show or the reception or whatever was happening. By the way, can I point out that uh, Winter Storm Megan does hit Bethlehem and and, and it's very heartwarming. The town folk come out and they start shoveling so they can have their annual uh, Christmas Eve uh, town folk celebration. Yes. And uh, Kara and the innkeeper are watching and they call Scott to come out. But I realize that everyone is shoveling except for Kara and the innkeeper who just keep watching the other people shovel. Yes. And then you hear um, Kara's radio station, which is playing everywhere all the time in any location. Um, her radio station comes on and while people are shoveling and she says, and remember, the pageant is back on for tonight. Meaning before she showed up, she saw it snowed, recorded a drop, dragged it into her playlist, put it on the air and then watched people cleaning up. Yeah. 
she's she's working hard. Yeah, she's working hard. <laughs> um, and all, I, I will say uh, this is also interesting. She is a uh, Christmas radio podcaster or and she's always working on her playlist and but her playlist consists entirely of public domain music like you're not going to hear Mariah Carey yeah on, yeah there's not a lot of Christmas music for a show that's built around Christmas music which I will give it credit I didn't really notice until I thought of it although I did note uh, when she's putting together her playlist again it's all public domain titles like it's like she's in high school choir. It's true. It's very. It's all instrumental versions of very old Christmas classics. You're not going to hear any Kelly Clarkson. You're not going to hear any Michael Bublé. Um, considering she's the top Christmas radio station, it's not the music you would maybe want to hear on the Christmas. You know, station. again, in Earth to Bethlehem, Julia. That's what that's what folks listen to. Yeah, this is the hottest radio station you've ever heard. Um, but yeah, as Joel astutely pointed out, the the music's not great. And we do get the sense, we're coming full circle on the technical issues. It sounds like she's just occasionally recording 15-second drops where she says, and you're listening to Radio Christmas, and then it goes back into the playlist. Um, she does talk a bit how she wants to interview people for the Christmas season. We just only see the one with Scott, which was an accidental interview. Um, but apparently she does want to involve some human interest stories. We just don't really hear them on on the radio. But but you're right. She's essentially doing... she. She's doing what a robot could do, like, you know, the, the robot stations that just say, and now we're playing Christmas music. Joelle, po- robots can't do podcasting. You're, you're, I'm needed. You're right. No, not you, Julia. I need this. Not Julia. No, I'm no, no. serving a purpose. <laughs> um, <laughs> you, you know the radio stations with the robots, though, that just yeah. run the... Yeah. Yeah. I did, a co- I did college radio, and it was, yeah. it was a lot of playlist making and then occasional humans saying what you're listening to. But podcasts about Christmas movies, they, they need humans. They need you, Julia. Remember that, everyone. We're going to uh, take a quick break <laughs> while I think about my entire life and existence. And we'll be right back after this. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation. And we are back. You're listening to TV Guides. All I want for Christmas is this podcast. You're listening to an episode about Radio Christmas, which aired on Lifetime. Um, Joelle, any any major things that stood out to you that we haven't covered of, of characters that spoke to you the most or features in the movie? Again, I, I mean, I had a lot of notes about the geography of Bethlehem. <laughs> And how podcasting and radio exist. But I do give them credit for saying podcasts exist and stuff. Because a lot of times the technical aspect of these movies is very dated and, you know, people on flip phones and stuff. So they they acknowledge podcasts. Yes. In fact, so they, cool. they should have gone all in. I would say more than, I'm going to get this back. It's it's Radio Christmas, right? Not Christmas. It's Radio Christmas. Yes. They should have gone all in and just done Podcast Christmas. Because she's really more of a podcaster than, a, than radio. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Um, I, a couple of things more that stood out, um, I, oh, you know, the town is, it's almost like a Twilight Zone episode with snow. It's very <laughs> much because you hear that Scott's backstory is that he, you know, drove in the funny Earth 2 geography and ended up there, never left. And, you know, she's sent there and like, she never leaves. Like, you know, yeah. again, it's almost, you know, she could be in one of those episodes where she's putting... Twilight Zone, she's putting coins into a thing at a diner and like she's too scared to leave because no one ever leaves there, apparently. Yeah, everyone is, you know, and Bethlehem is a charming place and it looks beautiful in the movie. Um, it's not the real Bethlehem because it's not where they filmed. Uh, but it 
you know, everyone who comes never leaves, which could be cute or creepy, depending on how you look at it. It's a charming town. But to be fair, I really like Philadelphia. That's the big city is not an evil place. Oh, Phil- and, <laughs> it, and it has charming buildings, too. Charming yeah. buildings. So, um, so Philly is also a nice place. But yeah, everyone, everyone who comes seems to stay. Another thing that I thought they, they flipped the switch a little bit on the, the regional Christmas movie is while there is a, a moment where they do have to save the town event, the town in a way is pre-saved because you, you hear that it was in trouble before until the Secret Santa, who we learned is Scott, saved it. So it's a town, again, that is that has been pre-saved from what you would normally, it would be the, the element of other Christmas movies. So I think they, they yeah. looked at things and they, they kind of twisted them a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I could have I could have really tried to deep dive in the details here, but I um, I'm not sure what they saved. Uh, Scott s- sold his family's business. So his mother and father had a business, and his mother passes away. Scott gets the business, sells it, uses the money to save his town of Bethlehem, which he loves and can never leave. Um, and I think they say he saved all the Christmas events, but also all the businesses. And all the parks. And all the parks and all the recreational programs like the Ranger program are thanks to him. I don't know what the check looked like, to be honest, and where it went. <laughs> it was it was very, very large. Everything was saved. Not just, not just one thing, as you pointed out, Julia. Everything. He made everything happen. Because I thought at one point it was just Christmas-related stuff. Yeah. But it was also every business, yeah, and all the activities and all of the the local government funded places so just everything is thanks to this man the sick were cured baby stopped crying yeah everything so even though scott's like honestly not good at hosting his weekly radio show if i'm being frank um he saved the whole town i guess i understand why he doesn't want people to know that he did it because he's he's running the whole show and they would be indebted to him forever Oh, that's a darker. That could be for the follow-up for the aftermath of Winter Storm Megan. Like the darkness. Because you know there's something else going on there, right? There's got to be a reason <laughs> why why Scott is single. Is there more going on? Because we also, you know, that woman was in Gene Kelly movies and that guy was going to fall down. And there wasn't more going on there. <laughs> so I don't know. But I... It's for, it's for the sequel, like, streaming service Christmas. Yes. Yes. And we could get a sequel. My uh, husband wanted to see one to see um, a Hong Kong Christmas and where Andy goes every year because Andy splits time between her dad in Bethlehem and in Hong Kong with her mom. So we could see that. I turned to him and said, I don't know if they have the budget to do this international shoot. (laughs) They they barely could recreate Bethlehem Earth, too. So we will see. But they couldn't get Bethlehem. They got Canada. So I don't know if they would go to Hong Kong, but it would be a way to continue it. And I'd be happy to see the daughter again because she's super cute. Um, But yeah, that's that's really all that there is to Radio Christmas. It is a lovely looking movie, though, as you said. It's very it's very twinkly that the inn Mm -hmm. is just like, you know, and I've looked for inns like that. Like I've done bed and breakfast and I've never found one with a roaring fire. There's a lot of everyone has a roaring fire. Ugh. There's scones, there's Ugh. cookies. Yeah. Um, your innkeeper yeah. will talk to you a little too much, but she is caring and it's a be- everything in this movie looks beautiful. It's it and it's it's ruined um if if I, this were like the first Christmas movie I would see again, I would expect like to find an inn like that and I've never because uh, one of my favorite Christmas movies which in a way this reminds me of a little bit is White Christmas, which mm-hmm. is my favorite and there's an inn and a roaring fire and again, I've never found like that White Christmas inn. Um, but this actually reminded me a lot of White Christmas in a way, in that it's White Christmas in a way is sort of the original 
Christmas movie. It's except in the reverse. It's about the dudes, the big city dudes going to a small town or a small area in Vermont and finding love. And uh, it's a lot about there's a miscommunication over a media event, which is there is in this one. And uh, the uh, where Bing, uh, Rosemary Clooney loses faith in Bing Crosby, just as Scott loses faith in Carr, where there's a miscommunication over a media event. So it has a little white Christmas going on. Yeah, we definitely see some different familiar movies. We see other Christmas movies. Again, we see some Sleepless in Seattle vibes. Um, and you want Christmas comfort food when you watch these and to maybe think, I've seen this a little bit before, but we're adding in podcasting. We're adding in an empowered female lead. Um her uh, again minor detail her makeup looks great she's rocking many different lipstick colors throughout um she never looks like considering she steps out in winter storm megan she looks wonderful (laughs) um she at least is wearing boots instead of heels so she's dressed practically but she looks great throughout the movie um we've already talked enough about scott so you guys know how we feel about him he's a very handsome fella um and so you really do feel like you've gone to yeah, Earth to fictionalize Bethlehem in this movie, and you're living in this beautiful little Christmas village where everyone is friendly and goes to the local children's hockey games and digs out the Christmas pageant about the false history of Bethlehem. Um, and it's just a really nice little time capsule piece. It is a very pleasant movie. Absolutely. Um, so, Joelle, on the podcast, we like to rate movies between one and five to say how we felt about them. Um, because this movie is into podcasting and radio stuff, we're going to rate this between one and five Christmas playlists, um, which I know you didn't love her playlists. But how would you rate Radio Christmas between one and five Christmas playlists? Well, I, I would I, it would be it would be a four ish. For me, it, it mean it because Very strong. It, it, yes, because I think it serves um, what one of these Christmas movies is supposed to do. It it delivers a a romance. It it builds the world very well. It's a it's just it's comfort food. It is a very pleasant movie to look at. Absolutely, um, and you, I also give credit. Like I would say, the catchphrase for this movie is Kara uh, saying, "Oh my goodness," which she says many times. And you know, I just got to give credit. In twenty nineteen, you're trying to make a catchphrase. She says, oh my goodness. Yeah, she so was just blown away by everything. <laughs> mad props. Oh my goodness. Um, between one and five Christmas playlists for Radio Christmas. As I said, you know, I take a little bit of issue with uh, we're not accurately depicting radio stations and podcasting studios, but it's a dream. Uh, if only, you know, it's a beautiful building. Um, Pennsylvania geography has done a disservice in the film. Uh, and it's Googleable information as well as the founding of Bethlehem, which was in 1741, a, an entire century before what they say in the movie, you know? So it's, if you're from the area, <laughs> it's the other Bethlehem. They just forgot to mention that. <laughs> you're going to have some take issue with with the film with some of these facts. However, everyone looks great. All, the set decoration is beautiful. I want I want to live in Scott's house. I'm not just saying it because I think Scott's cute. Scott's house is the dream <laughs> Um, no wonder he's not moving out, Julia. I mean, that how I he mean, he can't leave Bethlehem. Can he find a better house than that? 100% not in Philly. No, no. the real estate prices, he needs to be in Bethlehem for that house. Um, it's a beautiful movie. Everyone gets along. The characters are treated like adults. So even when there's conflicts, they are thinking, feeling human beings who know how to express themselves and fix those conflicts, which is refreshing. I want Kara to run the world. Um, and I support her career moves, whether she's in Bethlehem or Philadelphia. Five out of five Christmas oh. playlists. <laughs> 
I know it's a shock to everybody. Congratulations. <laughs> yes. Radio Christmas. Um, a moment of silence for everyone affected by Winter Storm Megan. And you can see Radio Christmas Lifetime's re-airing it constantly. Look at their schedule to see when it's coming up. There are tons of originals coming out this season. It's difficult to keep track of all of them. Um, so make sure that you're following us on social media at All I Want Pod, and we'll let you know what we're streaming next for future episodes. And Joelle, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. This was so much fun. Podcasts can't be done by robots. Podcasts can be done by people. <laughs> people like Joelle and I talking to you about the must-watch movies of the season. So make sure you're following us on social media. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and we'll be back soon in your podcast feeds. And until next time, happy holidays. From the world of Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles, now streaming only on Paramount+. Plus. Yes!